As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Chris Vaccaro Show Thanksgiving Spectacular. I'm uh, Chris Vaccaro's sidekick, Nando. Uh, with us as always is Chris Vaccaro. What's up? It's a lot of Chris Vaccaro so far, Nando. You love What's it. What's up, buddy? How are you? Happy Thanksgiving week to you. Thank did you, you know that Thanksgiving, you should know this as, a, as my dear friend, but did you know that Thanksgiving Day is my favorite day of the year? Yeah, uh, you write that in the lead of your column every year. So uh, there's no way for me to avoid it, even well, if I didn't know, know you. <laughs> I guess I'm not writing it this year. Oh, come on, I man. I guess I can't be repetitive and write it again this year. No, it's so. different every year, you know? Different. I, I put it out a different way, yeah. I guess you're saying. People should read it. You, you should look up uh, in the in the search, Chris Vaccaro Thanksgiving. Because it is very, I mean, it is, it's it's a good column. Thank you. Yeah. People seem to like it, Nando. Yeah, you take people you through it like that. You're like, oh, like surprised by it. Like, oh, you know, people actually kind of like it. I, mean, well, I didn't say people liked yeah. it. I said I liked it. Oh, you like it on today's well, show. Like <laughs> uh, who knows? Sidetracked already. I, yeah, I wish I could tell you what's going to happen on today's show, but I don't know. Um, we're going to talk. That's the uh, best way. Yeah. But let me leave for you the this. people listening. Wait, Nanda, can I just jump? For the people yeah, listening at home, we don't come in with a rundown like most shows. We don't plan anything. We just freestyle it for an hour, right? That's, I mean, that's entirely true. Way. I think that makes the best ways for shows. We talk about what's relevant, talk about what's going on in the league. We give a little bit of everything, and we go on. on it. That's kind of hurtful to the work that I put into the rundown. But uh, let's let's move along. <laughs> I'll pretend you didn't say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a joke. There's a running joke uh, on the. <laughs> So there's a shared Google Doc with the rundown that Vaccaro never checks. And every week, two minutes before the show, is like, I just send a rundown. Uh, but it exists. And I guess it's a running joke for me and Beller. Uh, the, Salvan Ahmed, Savan Ahmed has been, uh, you know, there's a joke. We're going to talk about it for 25 minutes. But, Chris, before we get into this week's games, because there are a lot of trade deadlines, um, there's, a, there's a league that I'm in. I share it with my buddy Danny. Um, we, uh, we're bad. It's a best ball dynasty league. It's, it's got crazy rules, but I think it's this is... Helpful for people who are at least in dynasty leagues. Um, mm-hmm. We put out, all right, you know, trade bait. We sent a text to everybody. We're going to trade. You know, we got Aaron Rodgers. He's on deck, whatever, whatever. Um, someone offered us Savan Ahmed as a, as in a pretty significant place. 
um, in, a, in a keeper league, in a dynasty league. And I, I don't think I've even thought about this any deeper than, no, he's probably just a one-off this year. But is there any reason to think Ahmed might have some kind of keeper value if you're looking at the trade deadline this week and someone tries to offer you Ahmed for, a, for I don't know, like a bigger piece? So, in keeper league, you're talking, and not just the rest of this season. I think rest of this season. I mean, Miles Gaskin comes back, and that's that. But I mean, I don't know. Is there well, any? What do you value? mean? That's that. That's the major thing here because yeah, I'm talking about dynasty. Yeah, I mean, Gaskin's not going anywhere. He's going to be there, so it'll probably be a one-two punch, maybe like a Gordon and Lindsay in Denver when next year comes around. I don't think Ahmed's going anywhere. He looks really good. Um uh, but when Gaskin comes back, Gaskin's not going to not get his touches. He was phenomenal all year long. So I think it'll be more of a split backfield. I think it'll probably be like a 60-40. Some people seem to favor that even when Gaskin comes back, Ahmed will be the, the lead guy. I don't think so. I don't think uh, I don't think that'll happen. Gaskin lost his didn't lose his job. He, it was, um, you know, it was an injury. So he comes back and he's healthy. I think he goes right back to being the lead guy, and that'll knock Ahmed's value down a lot. But I'm hoping that we get at least another two, three weeks of Ahmed here because, um, you know, he, he's a big chip to have in your lineup. Do you have in a lot of your lineups? You know, well, so last week was huge for me because whatever money I had left in my in a lot of my big leagues, I, I bid on Ahmed, and I got him in a lot of spots. So nice. now I do have him. I'm an Ahmed owner, and... Uh, I'm just looking at the Gaskin news, hoping, like I said, that you know he's at least out <laughs> another two, three weeks, and, and I can get a couple more weeks of Ahmed. I didn't play him this week. I was a little sketchy. It sounds weird. You go and bid him up pretty high, and then you get him and you don't use him. Um, I had some good depth. But this week versus the Jets, and I think the following week I was looking, and it's the Bengals. Those two games right there, if Gaskin is out, Ahmed is, uh, is a plug-and-play right there. Yeah, by the way, uh, I want to give you uh, some props, and not in a sarcastic, weird way. Uh, that Jets game was good. Jets charges, like you said, said we're going to have some high-scoring Jets games. And yeah. it was a relatively high-scoring Jets game. Well, I mean, Jets defense is terrible. And, uh, you know, Flacco can move the ball. They got some pieces. Perriman, Mims, Crowder didn't do much. But uh, I think the, the biggest negative for the Jets there was the whole you know, Michael Pirine uh, debacle. You know, he scores on the opening drive. Uh, we learn now that he's got a high ankle sprain, so he's droppable. Uh, I already looked in my leagues where, where I own him, and I'm dropping him this week because I'm not dealing with a high ankle sprain going into week 12. I probably won't see him the rest of the season. Right. And it was, you know, not that we believe Adam Gase that he was going to turn the backfield over to Pirine like we were all hoping to get, a you know, an RB2 type out of this guy, but um, he is done now. You know, it was a short-lived uh, run for uh, Pete Ryan owners. You know who, uh, so I know everyone wants to turn to Frank Gore, but Ty Johnson, so I think we talked about it on this show. The start of the season, a lot of people were talking about J.D. McKissick. Um, in, just a, in just a way, not not a who, lot of experts, but like a lot of people with Washington. about J.D. McKissick? Like the Washington about. coaches would say something good about J.D. McKissick. So I've, let me just, okay. it wasn't like the fantasy experts were. Just the Washington coaches and me. Um, and then when they, when they brought in Ty Johnson <laughs> and the Washington writers mentioned him a little bit here and there, but when the Jets brought in Ty Johnson, um, like some people start like the same kind of people started mentioning him and you'd see his name kind of mentioned the same way that JD McKissick was mentioned. Um, yeah. I don't know, man, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he had six targets, four catches, 17 yards after P Ryan went down. I wouldn't be surprised if Ty Johnson kind of finds his way into a significant role as the season 
ends for the Jets, basically. Significant or a third down roll? I think a little more than third down. Okay. You know, I mean, is Frank Gore I mean, going to run the ball 17 ad. times? I mean, at this, yeah, I mean if, you, if you're running back needy and you throw a buck or two on him right here, uh, you know, he could turn into that, I don't want to say McKissick, but That's fine. you know what I mean, I like know. that third down type back. McKissick you know is who is too. in play? As it, do you know who is in play again as a uh, you know PPR back again? Is James White in New England? Do you want to chase that? Do you want to play that game? Uh totally. And Rex you're Burkhead, seven right? bucks. This is a this is a uh, this is a total Nando luck out. It's not luck. It's skill. I remember you last. No, it, that that has no skill was involved in this because it was a bad pickup on your end for seven bucks. Um, but. You do catch a break now. Rex Burkhead's going to miss the rest of the year. And James White's going to come right back in. And along with Damian Harris, he's going to, you know, he's going to be a decent PPR uh, back. So you're going to get your James White money. Money's worth. And I held on to him, too. Phenomenal move. Could have dropped him, and I said no. That's why you're the man. That's why, that's why people listen to me for advice. Yeah. Hey, listen, Mr. Thanksgiving. Why don't we talk about these mm-hmm. games? Uh the early game, Texas Lions on CBS. The Washington football team at the Cowboys on Fox 430. Finish off yeah. your night with the Ravens Steelers on NBC. Right. Um, where do you want to start? Want to start with the early stuff? Let's start with the... Uh, Listen, know, I, I'm one of... Yeah, let, wherever you want to start, I don't care. I mean, if you look at these games as a whole... Well, I want to uh, start at like 10 a.m. Like you wake up. What do you have for breakfast? Oh, yeah. I love that, you know. Yeah. I wish, um, you know, I get to my uh, sister's house nice and early, smell the food, sit on the couch, get ready to watch the Lions game. Love it. You want me to take you through the whole day? Uh, no. yeah. Anyway, so um, listen, I'm one of these people. Everybody's like, oh, the Lions again. They suck. And, and can't we change this tradition? No, it's tradition. I love it. The Lions game early. You know it's there. The Dallas in the middle of the day. It's just it's Thanksgiving. You know, you if you're a, if you're a football like diehard, you love it. You're not looking for change. You know, we we got change ten years ago. What do you think? It's about ten years now where they added the night game on Thanksgiving, which was a great idea. That Lions you know? game is going to be amazing. I mean, everyone like nope. there's a queue next to everybody's name on the depth chart. Stafford the, hurt. What, the Lions DeAndre game Swift talking. Yeah, the Lions. Lions. Stafford's hurt. DeAndre Swift hurt. Kenny Galladay hurt. Marvin Hall hurt. Danny Amendola hurt. DJ Hawkinson hurt. <laughs> it's just, it's good. I know. It this is could go crazy, either way, right? <laughs> I will say this. I, I think Swift will be back. I don't think Galladay. Somebody asked me uh, the other day, why do you think Galladay won't be back for Thanksgiving? Well, he came back last Wednesday. He got us all excited. We're thinking we're getting Kenny Galladay back. Makes it through a practice. Supposedly no issues or whatever. Doesn't show up on Thursday and Friday. So he obviously had a... He obviously tested it out and was like, all right, I think I could come back. I'm good to go. Tested it out Wednesday. It didn't work out. And they shut him down on Thursday, Friday. And they, and they ruled him out on Friday for Sunday. So guess what? He's not going to be ready for Thursday. So Kenny Galladay, owners, it's been a completely lost season for him. You won't see him. But this game has potential to be actually, I think, exciting. You know, we get to Sean Watson. We get two bad defenses. Uh, I think we're looking at a nice high-scoring game, uh, you know, while uh, we wait for the turkey to be served, Nanda. Uh, when you, I just want to dial it back to a quick. You said that uh, something along the lines of Kenny Galladay is the biggest waste this year. Uh, is he, he or, or I Michael? Say biggest waste. Well, you know what I but, mean? Uh, I mean, God. Him or Michael Gallup, if you had to look and stare down. Oh, Bust City. Yeah, right? Both of them. Yeah. Bust City. I mean. Would you imagine if you had listen, them as Galladay, you wanted to? 
would I say one and two? No, would you imagine if you had them as your one and two wide receivers? If your draft shook out, so you have Galladay and Gallup as your one and two wide receivers. Uh, yeah, then you're not doing too well. I know. <laughs> uh, listen, Kenny Galladay was a target of mine, uh, late second round, early third round. And, uh, those teams are struggling. So, and, and believe me, I have a lot of Gallup as well, but you know, Galladay has been the bigger bust because of the, um, you know, wh- where you had to take him, the yeah. draft capital that you had to use on him. Gallup at least was a sixth rounder. So you can overcome him sucking, but uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that game too, Nando. This you know. Well, we didn't I mean, talk about the Texans. You skipped right over the Texans. Are you afraid to analyze well, I, them? No, I mean I think Brandon Cooks is wide receiver two territory now. I love the offense. Listen, Randall Cobb uh, Kiki has this tote. No, he's done too. Um, I think he. I believe he got hurt. No, um, he's he's fine. He's good. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I so Cobb is done. Cobb is done. Could. Yeah, Kuti will, will come in, I guess, and take his place. Uh, it's Fuller and 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 Cooks in this game for me. Um, Duke, Duke Johnson, the last couple of weeks, we expected to get some bigger numbers out of him, having the whole backfield to himself, but it just hasn't happened. And uh, you know who saw? You know, I think a major increase yeah. in snap counts. CJ Procise. Oh, I knew it was coming. All right, go ahead. Continue your thought. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Um, no, th- I mean, that's it. I expect like a 31-28 type of game. I just, the Lions are running out of options in this pass game. And uh, I know Hawkinson got a little banged up, but he came back in the game. They just, they're running out of, you know, they're running out of players. I finally did sit Stafford across the board in all the leagues I had him, which was nice to actually be on the side of enjoying him bomb. Was that because of his once. thumb or because he's losing everyone around him or a little bit of both? Both, yeah. both. Yeah, I mean, they got shut out. They just, they didn't move the ball. They were three and out over and over again. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't pass. I mean, it's just, uh, they're falling apart. All right, I'd like to move us on to Washington-Dallas if I could. Would love to. Here's an interesting thing that I dug up, and I, I told you, and you seemed unimpressed, but I think you were just doing that to be typical Chris. Yeah. Uh, in the last five years. You know me so well. I, I do. Your texts, I can just read your, I can read your mood. <laughs> <laughs> All the in the last five years, from 2015 on, and these stats are via Sports Radar. Um, in the last five years, all the Fox games have hit the over, and all the NBC games have hit the under. So this Washington Cowboys right. game, uh, bet the over without even knowing what it is, right, Chris? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just just pound it. Uh, so wait, so the NBC game is always the night game. Yeah. Okay, because the uh, you know it'll it'll rotate the uh, the early games whether it's you know Dallas's the on Fox or CBS, um, so there's nothing to lock down on that one. But so the night game, I guess you could chalk up to early we uh, you know quick turnarounds on Thanksgiving and uh, and and slow moving games. I, I guess I, I don't know. Uh, without looking too far into it. Washington Dallas over forty six. Baltimore Pittsburgh under forty five. There's your over and your under. I would take the under in the Baltimore game. And you know what? I would take the under in the uh, Dallas game, actually. I would I would buck the trend. All right. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And I would take the over in the early game. All right. I'll parlay that for $3. Big money. Well, you know, big not money, big money, big money. Recurring, you know? you know? <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, come on. Washington, Dallas. Let's talk about this game because it might actually be a good game. I actually think it will be a good game, you know, and, and good for Alex Smith that he's getting who would have thought with everything that happened. And I know I'm jumping around here, but it just popped into my mind as we talk about Washington quarterbacks. Like, whatever happened to Dwayne Haskins? Is this guy like, you know, did they like hide him? Like, <laughs> you don't hear anything more about him. I guess they're just completely done with him. I guess. He doesn't have that's a chance to, like. to be the quarterback again. It's just just odd. I mean, that's how bad he was that uh, you don't even hear about him anymore in the mix. I mean, he threw but, for 300 uh, yards against the Ravens. Okay. Uh, and then they shipped him to they Siberia. Did, took him out, yeah. I guess. Uh, now, I think this game is actually going to be fun to watch. Uh, obviously, you, everybody's saying, oh, it's for first place. That'll be the the storyline on it before the Eagles get to play on Monday night. But someone will be sitting in first place here. I liked what I saw out of Dallas. I think we called the Dallas upset last week uh, versus Minnesota that wiped out survivor pools. Uh, I but did. A huge you said it's definitely going to be Minnesota. I did say that, yeah. right? Yeah, that's Pretty sure if that. we go back to my article, though, I said <laughs> Dallas will win this game. Anyway, um, listen, so they get Dalton back. <laughs> I wasn't letting you get away with that one. People are listening at home going, oh, Nando, good call. Chris Ball, <laughs> I, think oh. nah, I think nah, they know. I think they know what's nah, up. Nah. <laughs> By the way, uh, since I'm on here, Dallas plus 275, Washington plus 425, Giants plus 325, Eagles plus 145 to win the East. I know this bet is going to backfire on me badly. If you remember me talking to you about this on the show a couple of weeks back, where I I pounded the Eagles to win the uh, to make the playoffs uh, because I figured they'll win the NFC East easily, uh, but now they've gone backwards and they look like crap. And all of a sudden, the NFC East teams are winning their games. Um, so the Giants have an easy, not an easy game. I'm sorry, Giants are six point favorites for Cincinnati, so that could be a potential win. And if the Redskins, not when it's Washington, the football team, if the football team um, beats Dallas, uh, you know, they're looking pretty good. You know, this Washington team isn't terrible, you know. So uh, Alex Smith is getting the ball to McLaren. That's all I care about this Thanksgiving. Um, And he's a check down king. McKissick had his first like slow game this past week, but I expect him to get him going in a game like this. Um and Gibson's been awesome. Yeah. Antonio Gibson's really been awesome. So I think it's an offense you can you you know what you're getting every week. You're gonna get some good production out of Gibson. McLaren's gonna get targeted a ton. McKissick's gonna get his catches out of the backfield. And that's it. I just um you know, for the quarterback needy teams looking at to pick on Dallas's defense, I, I wouldn't be able to to roll with Alex Smith. Uh oh really? Nah. I, I can't trust him yet. Sorry. All right. Uh, how about on the mm-hmm. Dallas side of things? What are we looking at for Andy Dalton? Uh, Dalton, another guy that, uh, he, I mean, you want to, what about Andy Dalton in terms of what? You think starting him in leagues this week? He gave 27 fantasy points for me in a couple NFFC leagues that I actually did start him in where I was a little QB needy. Um, I think he's I think he's a high-end QB too. Uh, there's yeah. no bye weeks this week, Nando, so... I don't think teams will really be needy for that. Maybe if you're the Joe Burrow uh, owner that was rolling with Burrow and now you need some help uh, and, and Dalton finds himself available on the wire, that's a decent replacement right there. That'll probably be the move for Burrow owners this week. But um, 
You know, Washington's pass defense. See, Washington's pass defense, everybody always says every week, oh, but, you know, be cautious because Washington's pass defense is ranked really high and they're pretty good and and people throw against them left and right. So I wouldn't be scared of that Washington secondary at all. It's just I, I would temper expectations when you have Andy Dalton as your quarterback, especially with, you know, Zeke getting uh, the volume that he's going to get probably going forward. Zeke looked pretty good. You know, yeah, he did. Uh, Jake Sealy brought up Jake Sealy uh, brought up a good point uh, on one of your shows. You know, saying, "Hey, I'm treating, I'm trading for Zeke everywhere because what people are looking to give up for, uh, give for him is peanuts right now, and you got to take that chance." And that's the smart way to look at it. Last week, you know, uh, myself and a lot of fantasy people were all out on Zeke. You know, weeks ago, right? And it wasn't the wrong move because he sucked for the last month and change. Um, but eventually it's going to catch up with you in terms of the, you know, the, the, the way people look at Zeke and view him as a low end RB two and the, what you could get in return for him, you know, it, it could work out in your favor. And it did this past week versus Minnesota. This, I mean, Renee Miller wrote a great story last year about how, uh, holiday games can be like a, a almost like a fantasy blind spot. Like you want to get, like you want these players in your lineups. Um, and that, you know, like there are a bunch of DFS True. games at least, just not for, for thanks. Are you playing like Thanksgiving only DFS? I because I feel uh, like- what I'm playing is it's really awesome. The NFFC, uh, the, you know, our friends over at the National Fantasy Football Championships, yeah. they have a Turkey Day Bonanza game, and for a hundred bucks, you get all three games. It's basically a DFS contest, and uh, you know, one quarterback, two running back. You set a full lineup based on the three games and it's nice little one day contest so there's that and then yeah is there, a, is there like a ten dollar version my... there actually is yeah you know, they 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 did two things this year they did like a big contest for a hundred bucks an entry and then they did i i want to say it's either 10 or 20 bucks for a smaller thanksgiving day contest same rules same everything but it's a smaller, you know, buy-in so take a look at right. it if you want to play that or for anybody i'll consider splitting that wants the team to play with you. that Okay, sounds good. You want to make the lineup? <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'd do what you can. Would do. you set it? Andy I've, Dalton. I've, what would you do? What would you do? Honestly, like I, I know we don't want to go down this road real quick, but out of Why the not? six it's a Chris games, Chris Vaccaro show, we can do whatever you want. No, show, no, man. because there's a lot of other things to talk about. Games from this past week and this upcoming. Uh, the other week, shows will take who care of that. Be don't your, worry about who that. would be your target? It wouldn't be Deshaun Watson. I think Watson will be the highest owned quarterback in the slate. I don't know, man. That, that you know what that that Houston offense just feels so stale and bad to me. Like I, I wish I kind of wish this week. What? They looked pretty good this week. Yeah, I mean, for a week, and then Randall Cobb got hurt. And Kiki QT comes in now, and I don't know. CJ Prosize, fine. He'll get his twelve for fifty and a touchdown mm-hmm. this week. But I don't know, man. I just like Andy Dalton has Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. Michael Gallup, CD Lamb. Said Wilson had a big game. They got Dalton Schultz, who's been good. Like I, I just I can see a three hundred and fifty yard three touchdown, one of those Thanksgiving oh, classic games, you know. Oh my goodness. Ah, you know what? Listen, it's not out of the question. I expect Dallas to win this game. They're three point favorites. They already had lost to Washington in uh Washington earlier in the season. I expect them to get revenge. And I won't be shocked if Dallas winds up winning this division. Uh, you know, with like a six and ten record or something like that, uh, they have enough win. talent on the offense. They have enough talent on offense. We know that by now. We judged a lot of people probably judge Dallas based on that stretch without Dalton with the backup quarterbacks. But remember, they played really well versus Pittsburgh. They gave them all they could handle with Gilbert. 
They get their guy Dalton back, who is, you know, listen, when, when Dak went down, everybody said, hey, listen, he's not Dak, but hey, they have the best backup in, in football in Andy Dalton. Right. And if he's back to being healthy, and I think from what I saw, he looks great. He's got the weapons. He's got the running back. The offensive line starting to get a little more healthy. It's just a matter of, I, I want them to get Trayvon Diggs back at cornerback. He's a really good up-and-coming corner. If he was, a, I don't want him to come back this Thanksgiving to cover Terry McLaren, I'll tell you that much. But, um, you know, d- defensively, I think they're starting to get it a little bit. You know, it was a, they were a complete dumpster fire for the first eight weeks of the season. No doubt about it. But it goes back to what we were saying. New coaching staff, new system. You know, the offseason that we had, the, the defense needs to, to have time to gel. And uh, they're making some plays. Yeah. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Anyway, so back to the uh, Thanksgiving slate. Um, That night game, Nando, with Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins uh, being ruled out. Are we all in on the uh, Gus Edwards bus, uh, the Gus bus train? You know me, I or like what? to be contrarian. Uh, but Gus Edwards, man, if you go through his game log, like the dude. So hold on, I got I got to make sure I get these right. Mm. He's had fifteen or more carries, I think, in like twelve games. But anytime he's had fifteen or more carries, he's averaged five point zero six yards per carry. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, he's he like when you give Gus Edwards volume, he's effective. Yeah. Um, so like I like yeah. It's not the best matchup, obviously, but you know what? If we're going based on volume, especially this time of year, um, I I mean, are we talking low-end RB1 for the week? Maybe. I mean, he seems like the kind of guy who, like, you think of Gus Edwards and you're like, oh, dude's pretty big. He's going to get in the end zone. Um, But He's shifty fast now. That's it. That's what I'm saying. When I watch him run, man, I'm telling you, you're right. And that goes back to him losing a lot of weight in the offseason. He slimmed down and... And you're right. I think it, even in my head, when I think Gus Edwards coming into the year, I'm like, oh, he's just like a like a big, thick, slow running back that just, you know, pounds the hole, you know, like hits the line hard and, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust type. But no, he's quick, man. And, um, you know, I, you got to expect 15 to 20 touches for him this Thanksgiving night. And with the passing offense that the Ravens have right now looking like complete garbage, maybe they lean on him a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I th- that's what I think. I mean, and, I, you know, I love to be like, well, uh, what about uh, this guy behind him? But not this time, man. Like, I think this is just short week. They just found out they had COVID. You just turn mm-hmm. around and you're like, Gus, let's go, man. Especially the Greg Roman offense. They, yeah. They're just going to pound, 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 pound. As you said. And you know it's and, and you know what's sad about that is it looked like based on this past Sunday's game, um, they just decided that hey, we're turning this backfield over to J.K. Dobbins. He's the clear lead back. Uh, Mark Ingram got six snaps, uh, so he's working himself completely out of the mix there. It looked like this was becoming the J.K. Dobbins lead back. Uh, backfield with Gus Edwards mixed in and Ingram like you know here go go run out there and get a couple snaps 
So that's what J.K. Dobbins, just like DeAndre Swift owners were hoping all year long that it was going to become that. And isn't it sad that, like, you know, not sad, but you know what I mean, disappointing for fantasy owners, especially this time of year. You know, DeAndre Swift was ranked as like a top six running back for most fantasy analysts going into last week before the concussion hit out of nowhere that messed up fantasy owners everywhere, including myself. Uh, we were all at least you had a couple days. At least it wasn't like Sunday morning. They're like, Hey, yeah, but you know what I mean? It's just a huge letdown when you lose an RB one for the week that you could get excited about, especially against the Carolina run defense. Uh, so we had all had to take him out and make adjustments to that. So, you know, he was about to take over and he gets a concussion. JK Dobbins now gets COVID. I would have liked to have seen him versus, uh, Pittsburgh here and see if he was really going to be the lead back again. Cause then, you know, going forward, you could pretty much depend on him in your starting lineup every week uh, with the volume. And now he's down too. So a little disappointing. I also saw back on the Gus Edwards thing, Nando, I actually saw where um, I think his previous two games, Gus Edwards versus the Steelers, he says he has over 200 rushing yards and like crazy stats. So, uh, you know, I wish I could have that. I wish I could pull that up. But um, you can. I saw it later. There's, uh, no, there's a box with buttons that should be I right in front time. of you. I don't have time. I don't have time right now. No, Tell that, me what you want me to your, look up. I'll do it for you. Gus Edwards' last two games versus the Steelers. All right, so we'll go to the Gus Edwards page. Mm-hmm. We'll go to team. Oh, wait. I checked on his team. While you, look for, <laughs> while you look for that, here we go. this opponent, is what we do Pittsburgh. here. While you do that and you look up, I just want to give like a quick 30-second rant on how Marquise Brown is dead to me. Uh, for the people listening, don't ever play this guy again. He's done. You won't hear me mention him ever again. Uh, it's been a complete bust. Nando, you talked about Galladay or Gallup. Who was the bigger bust this year? It's neither. It's Marquise Brown. Uh, that's first. Keep going. He's, he's number one on the list. Complete. I'm just shocked. I don't know if I've drafted a player and been more in on a guy uh, than Brown that's busted. Worse than this guy. I mean, zero catches versus the Titan secondary. It looked like if you hadn't given up on Marquise Brown going into last week, the the like the consensus in the fantasy industry was let's give him one more time versus this Titans D. It's going to happen. They're going to give him the targets this week. He's going to come and blow up this week. And then he goes and gets a zero, a zero. So uh, never again. Marquise, the Bronx Brown, because he's no longer Hollywood. Is that a Staten Island Bronx thing, or are you just kind of like hitting the pop culture Bronx thing? The Bronx, like as in... Yeah, I understand, but I'm saying, are you, are you mocking the Bronx because you're from I Staten am. Island? Yes. All right. I'll let it... I'll yes, I am. It. Here's your Pittsburgh Thank stat. You. Yes. 37 carries, 217 yards, and a there touchdown. There it is. That was a there week... There it is. 17? Uh-huh. Last year. Uh, all right, so that makes more so, sense. So, I don't know. Like Carroll whole... County, week 17 game, seems a little suspect to me. Mm. Uh, but also week eight uh, the previous season in 20. 20- yeah. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Week eight week eight this year, week 17 last year. Okay. Oh, yeah. that You know what? That was a weird thing that I – so his all his games with volume, uh, I think like – okay, so if you go 16 or more games, right, that's eight, eight games where he has 16 more carries. Mm-hmm. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six of them came after week 11. That's a good one, right? Awesome, man. All right. 
Now I think you got to be excited. Look at us just trading stats like a couple cool kids. Look at. <laughs> uh, hey, Gus Edwards. <laughs> yeah. Gus Edwards. Yeah. Or Salvin Ahmad this uh, weekend. Who do you start? Who do you rather have? I actually you know have what? that issue. I'm a sucker for Thanksgiving, man. So I would see. So you, so you're like in the Renee Miller, uh, you know, I'm the thought problem, process. Yeah. And people and and Nando, it's funny you say that, and it's you know, and Renee Miller is a hundred percent right because. It happens every year. You hear it. Oh, but you know what? We're home. We're watching Thanksgiving. You know, it's Thanksgiving. We got the games on. I want to get that player in. What's the point of waiting until Sunday? You know, it's like, I think what people do is if they have a close lineup decision and one player is playing on that Sunday and the other player is on Thanksgiving, they're always going to wind up leaning towards the Thanksgiving game. Yeah. You know, because they want to, hey, I'm going to be sitting here watching that game. It's, uh, you know, it's the only show in town. It's the only game that's on, and I want to watch it. So yeah, you having uh, you having a couple drinks, total. you know? You're like, sure oh yeah, here we go, man! This, I'm gonna win. Yeah, it feels good. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Euphoria. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Did you answer the question? I don't think I remember you answering the question. Oh, you did say Gus Edwards over. Yeah, that was right? that set off your. That was man. the point. Yeah, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I mean it's not so much Thanksgiving. It's it's really those those Gus Edwards stats. And plus, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe there's. It's, I'm okay still being a little bit scared of Matt Breda in Miami. Like, just they could just decide. Flores is a Pats guy. They could just decide one day. Oh man, I don't. I don't know about that, Nando. He Probably got a not. couple snaps. He, he's basically that's Ahmad played. I think 87 percent of the snaps. Um, it's his backfield. Yeah, until Miles Gaskin comes back. <laughs> exactly. Then what? Well, hopefully it's not this Sunday. Uh, so we did our Thanksgiving. Pre- well, we didn't really talk about the Steelers. You want to talk about the Steelers at all? Anthony McFarlane? Uh, I love this team. I really do. I, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about two things. Number one, uh, Deontay Johnson is an absolute fantasy stud. I love it. He's on my two biggest teams. I love it every Sunday. He's probably one of the biggest reasons why those teams are very successful. Uh, he gets targeted like crazy. I think he's a future. I, I don't. I don't want to say he's a future superstar because he might be one right now. So yeah. I don't know how people are viewing him. He's you a know? present superstar. He's he's turning into a superstar, and um, you know the targets are double digits every week, and you know something to keep an eye on. I'm sure we'll get all the practice reports. Uh, Juju Smith Schuster, if you remember watching that game, he slipped he knee, on yeah. a penalty flag, limped to the sideline, and. I don't know what his status is. Maybe on a short week, they're like, eh, you know, let's hold you out. But if he's out of the lineup and it's just Deontay Johnson and Claypool, I mean, they get even more of a bump. But I do remember Deontay Johnson's worst game for me and for him uh, was. <laughs> <It's cool. laughs> Listen, I only care about I only care about me here. I mean, <laughs> now Deontay Johnson's worst game was versus the Ravens uh, when they played in Baltimore uh, weeks back. So if there was any hurt. I think he was coming off of an injury, but he he got hurt early in that game. From what I remember, I remember him getting banged up in that game. I remember reading that he oh he's in the blue tent. He came back out and he played. He just didn't produce that game. So you don't know if it's uh, you know the coverage, the focus that they maybe you know put on him in that Raven secondary. But uh, he's you know is I want to say he's a wide receiver one Nando. For your fantasy team, he says you got to consider him a top twelve that, wide receiver. Hot, now that's not a hot take. No, 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 no. I'm I'm just I'm doing it in my head, thinking like 
can you actually say yes he's definitely a wide receiver one for fantasy teams if like you could explain away that baltimore game with the injury then 100 percent yeah yeah because the the you know i think he, not that i think i know he's big ben's favorite target and ben is throwing like uh you know like a wild man you know, in this Pittsburgh offense. I love it. I love watching them. The only disappointment with this Pittsburgh offense is how James Conner has just died on me uh, and the rest of fantasy owners. I had such high hopes a month ago for Conner. I thought he'd be a top six fantasy running back the rest of the season. He was getting the volume. He was putting up those 20-plus point fantasy games. He was healthy. And now just week after week, you know, these last three or four weeks, it's just it started with that Dallas game in Dallas where he completely bombed. Yeah. Then he went on to the Cincinnati game where it was another great matchup, did nothing, came into the Jacksonville game, another great matchup, had an eh game. It's like, what are we doing here? Like, uh, you know, it's so annoying. Benny Snell comes in on the one, vultures his touchdown. I just don't know how we should look at James Conner the rest of the way. He's got to be in your fantasy lineup unless you're completely loaded. But, well, you know, yeah, that's um, so that's a strange thing is like if you just I mean, if you just landed on Earth today and you're like, all right, mm-hmm. let me redraft my fantasy team. And you looked at his numbers, just like straight up looked at his numbers. I mean, he's averaging four point four yards per carry. He's yeah. got six hundred and forty five yards, five touchdowns, and he's mm-hmm. caught uh, 30, 25, 145. Yeah. So you look at that, you're like, oh, he's having a pretty good season. What's the problem? No, but it, it the all problem. it was all front loaded. Yes, it's it's exactly he got it all in like three games. You know, yeah. and and that doesn't help us because we're playing this on a week to week basis. And if you're not being consistent and you're giving us seven and eight point games, then you're hurting us most weeks than helping us. Man, I mean, so like the we... Connor's the Connor's been the disappointment. Deontay Johnson's been phenomenal. Claypool's been pretty good, consistent. Um, you know, uh, and Juju has even made it back now into fantasy relevance. So the passing game is is trending up. The running game is trending down. You need a glass of water? You want to say <coughs> you get a glass of water? Yeah, right. I, all of a sudden. Go ahead. No, I'm good. All right, where would you like to go to? See, it was good to see Mark Andrews, though, uh, come back to fantasy relevance this past week. Oh, yeah, let's go back to the Baltimore. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> no, I just wanted to sneak that in because we didn't talk about it. But go ahead, I'm well, done. Well, you actually drive the show, so that's on you for not talking about him. You're right. You were so angry about Marquise Brown. 100%. I can't argue. No, when you bring up good points, I can't argue them. That's, that's right. it. You know, you were right. That's it. All right. So that's our Thanksgiving Day preview. Uh, we, yeah. we got a little time, actually. I don't know if you, you want to talk about Austin Mack or Taysom Hill. I'd like to actually hear your take on Taysom Hill before you put pen to paper. Taysom, uh, my take on Taysom Hill is way better fantasy quarterback than real life quarterback. And the people that are going to have him in their lineup for the next three weeks, just say, you're going to get some good fantasy production. Uh, you know, I, in in six-point, fa- especially in four-point fantasy quarterback leagues because of the running ability, had this two rushing touchdowns. I think you're going to see him run for touchdowns, you know, going forward every week. Um, he, he's he's in the mold of, I don't want to compare him to anybody because he's not, you know, but I'm saying like in the mold of the Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson type of running back say he can give you 50 60 70 rushing every week um i know a lot of people are concerned now that are alvin kamara owners after what they saw him not getting targeted i think the the game plan change the game plan changes now yeah uh, totally Drew, different quarterback Drew Brees is, 
Yeah, Drew Brees is that type of quarterback that's always going to dump it down. He's he's got the smarts. He could read you know what's coming and and drop it off to Kamara. Hill is not that type of quarterback, so um, I don't want to overreact on one game. Michael Thomas had the the good game. I think he'll be he'll be fine with Hill, but uh, Taysom Hill is going to be a back end QB one these next uh, three or four weeks. Catherine uh, Terrell, our uh, New Orleans Saints writer. Uh, you know, every week, Beller, our producer here, uh, asks the beat writers questions, very pointed mm-hmm. fantasy questions. Um, and I, even, she, I mean, and she covers the team, and she's one of the, like, I, I was I was following her on Twitter years ago, like, before The Athletic was a thing, back when she what was... What an uh, eye for talent you have, Nando. Well, it's not an eye for talent, it's just she's a great beat writer. And uh, it was okay. not like I discovered her, everyone was following her. Uh, but mm-hmm. she even said, like, you know, it's going to be fascinating to see what it's going to look like. Um Breeze doesn't move around that much these days. Expect to see a lot of RPOs and possibly some more shots down the field. And then she yeah. tweeted something yesterday when she was going through the play-by-play in the box score. And that pass that was way off to Emmanuel Sanders, the 45-yard <laughs> <Yeah>. attempt. <laughs> it stayed in the air forever. Duel, did you see they, they, they wrote it as a short pass for 45 yards in the thing? <laughs> I, think, I think Drew Breeze told Sean Payton it was the worst pass I've ever seen in my life. Something like that. I mean... Look, he, I mean, he was a quarterback for BYU for what, five years, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's not like he's just some dude they pull out of the stands who can't throw. I think it's just going to you know, take a little while. You're throwing an X-factor in there. In uh, listen, I, I think it's – yeah, I hear what you're saying. But I think that the major thing is it. it's a major difference coming in for a couple plays every game and, uh, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't even throw it when he comes in most of the time. But – it's you know you know what your the package is for the week and a couple a couple plays you might run as the quarterback you know he does the same thing ninety percent of the time when he's the the quarterback he's in the shotgun and he and it's a QB draw or a, you know a shovel pass to the running back you know we've seen Taysom Hill for years do this that's he's the short yardage quarterback or a little trick play or something like that completely different story when you're going to be the quarterback every snap. And you got to know the whole offense, and you got to know the formations. And and you know, I heard uh, them say he he messed up the first play of the game. You know, he forgot to send the the wide receiver in motion, and and then the play got like you know the play was all messed up. Things like that. You know, as the quarterback, it's easy to run in there and be like, hey, it's fourth and one, go get us. You know, QB sneak. It's a different situation being back there every single play and knowing where everybody has to be, has to be lined up, uh, checking in and out of audibles. I mean, which is obviously a Drew Brees, you know, he's the master of that. All these things disappear now with Taysom Hill. So it's a a completely different look. But like I said, uh, fantasy quarterback, uh, he's going to be a really good fantasy quarterback, just not a good real-life quarterback. So they have to get through these next couple of weeks before they get Breeze back. How about uh, how about if Sean Payton, Sean Payton's, and it's like, hey, Winston's starting this week. Oh man, I don't think they, I don't think he does that. No, probably not. I really don't. I, I guess mean, he's been, he's been kind of isn't wanting. It, isn't it crazy how many people blew? Not crazy. I mean, it, well, just, <laughs> fantasy owners really got screwed, spending as much money as they did in free agency to get Jameis Winston, who they thought, oh my God, I'm going to get Winston on the Saints offense as my quarterback for the next three or four weeks without Breeze last Wednesday night in, in Fab. And then that news hit, 
you know, the following day. And everybody's money that they, they spent on Winston just got burnt. I think we um, told them to do that. Um, At the time, it was the right was you, move. that was you, actually. I think that was you. That was probably me. All right, yeah. I, I told yeah. everybody to do that. That was the right move. That was That's smart fantasy football right there, folks. Yes. Uh, were you shocked by uh, the performance by both teams last night on Monday Night Football? Because I was the Tampa Bay and, and Rams I like how we end the show by looking back. When well, I mean, we would have did it earlier, but we talked about everything you wanted to talk about. No, we did. I mean, there's still eight things on this rundown that we haven't gotten to. Oh, bang them out quick. Let's see. You want to do rapid fire real quick? Hold What's, on. Yeah. Tell me how, how many pounds of mashed potatoes you're going to eat on Thursday. pound and a half. Go. You're lying. Go ahead. Uh, right. rate your I thought this was usage. rapid fire. Do you not All understand right. that? Rate your gravy rapid usage fire? from one to ten. Ten being so, the wait, most. I didn't hear that one. Repeat it. Real quick. Rate your gravy usage from one to ten. Ten being the most. Uh, three. At what point is it okay to unbutton the top button of your pants while you're sitting on the couch watching football? Uh, halftime of the Dallas game. What's your drink of choice to get drunk on on Thanksgiving? Uh, red wine. Do you drink your wine out of one of those, uh, Italian table glasses or out of the one that has like a stem? Uh, stem. How many times have you thrown a punch on Thanksgiving? Uh, once. When you play backyard Thanksgiving football. Eve. Oh, uh-huh. sorry. That's a, we can only accept once. <laughs> How many times have you thrown a football on Thanksgiving? Oh, plenty. Uh, you or Joe fight for the uh, all-time quarterback? No, I'm Are a you... receiver. I always, I always like to play. I don't. I'm not a good uh, quarterback. You seem like someone who insists on being all-time quarterback. No, no, no. I've always been the 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 good wide receiver. When do you put up your Christmas tree? Uh, the week before Christmas. At what point on Thanksgiving do you turn on Christmas music and say, "Come on, everybody, let's dance"? This is my favorite stuff in the world. Never. I think that's a lie. Never. What's your favorite game of the three on Thanksgiving? The early game, the middle game, the night game? Oh, 100% the early game, man. Oh, I'm 100% the middle game. Dallas, always. Why, you're eating. How like how are you going to watch the game? I've never eat. We eat right before. We, we got like 45 minutes between the early game and the late and the, and the middle game. Always have dinner. Boom, right on the table as soon as the Detroit game ends. Got it mapped out. That's That's... Might miss the first couple minutes of the Dallas game, but that's it. You're a sick puppy. What's your least favorite? Night you know game, it. right? Night game's your least favorite, right? Least favorite. I hate the night game. Hate it. How drunk do you get on Thanksgiving? I'm not a big drinker, Nando. I don't know. Yeah, drunk. I know. I've never I seen you drunk I don't, before. I don't really... Uh, I know. You say that all the time for years. Like, you're never, you're never a drinker. You never have unlike fun? Unlike you. Unlike you. How many times I had to, like, carry you out of the bar and, like, put you in a cab and be like, take them home. Hold on. I'm sorry. Yeah, Let me take just, that back. I've never seen you really drunk in America. I mean, I like the way you avoided the Tampa Bay LA Ram, uh, Rams question, though. All right. I'll tell you what, man. I, I don't I think, think I, the Rams, I can't... Okay. We, we know everything about the backfield that we need to know. And poor Jordan Rodriguez has been saying it forever. She's like, it's going to be a rotation. I don't have an answer for you about a lead back. And that's, she's I mean, right. yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, and she's been saying that since the start of this preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, Cooper Cup, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I, you know, I don't know if this is like, okay, now we can trust him again. Or if it's just kind of like, eh, I don't know. Bucks are going to be unstoppable. So there you go. It seemed like uh, that was the game plan, and, and McVay had an awesome game plan, and da- Tampa's defense looked clueless last night, and just Goff going to the line, hiking it real quick, and getting all these short passes, these short, like, six-yard, seven-yard dump, you know, quick throws to Cooper Cup. 
you know, I know everybody was down on Cooper Cup and Robert Woods uh, for a while now, and deservedly so because they haven't been producing the way we drafted them. But last night was the blow-up game for both of them. They both produced big time. The Rams were super impressive. Defensively, they are the number one defense. I think that's what I took out of last night's game. For fantasy, they're the number one defense going forward. They're the defense you want taken into the fantasy playoffs. Would you trade for Is them? This, if you're like... I would. Three, I mean, right I, depending on depending on what. I just think this Rams defense the rest of the season is going to be that defense. Turnovers, like all that stuff. They had Brady completely lost last night. He had 130 yards uh, in the fourth quarter passing, uh, you know, at one point. Just... He, they look terrible on offense. And it's just crazy how going from the Rams to the Bucks here, you know, we were all excited in the, in the fantasy community about what this Tampa Bay's offense was going to look like. Right. And at the end of the day, at the end of the game, yeah, the numbers were there for, you know, the, the receivers. Godwin got in and scored. Brown had a decent game. Evan scored. But it's just not what we all expected. It is not a, you know, oh, my God, 40 points a game. Like, you know, everybody thought they were getting Kansas City Chiefs light uh, with this Tampa Bay offense. And it just isn't happening. And and, uh, Brady got picked off twice. They were both terrible interceptions. And as you look forward to this Sunday, look who's playing. Tampa Bay and Kansas City. Mahomes and um, Brady. And I think that's the game I'm looking forward to the most this Sunday. Is that going to be the game of the week? Oh, that's the that's the game of the week. I mean, easily. That's that's the Jim Nance Tony Romo special. Can't wait. Let me just make sure it's on CBS. Hold oh, on. of course you love it. It's four twenty five. It's, it's a four o'clock game, so that's, that's yeah, the Vaquero special. It's the CBS four twenty five uh, Tony Romo Jim Nance special. Nice. Should be a good one. We gotta go. It should be. Uh, for the great. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And we'll leave it at that. See you, <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Have a good one, everyone. Bye.